Hey everybody, this is Dee at Twin Flame Stories Podcast, and currently it is 11.22pm, my time. Um, I don't usually record late at night, but today it's the only time to do it. So here I am. Uh, okay, before we start, we actually, I just want to tell you what's coming up. We actually have a story from a twin that I just received today. It's absolutely amazing. Actually, I think I got it yesterday. My time is just so messed up right now, but we just got it, and it's amazing. It just gives me the chills all over. Most of your stories, when I read them, make me cry. Um, This one definitely did. So incredible. Every time you guys tell me a story, it's so incredible. There's so much feeling to it. And I appreciate it. So that'll be coming up next week. Because we are just going to, you know, get it formatted so it's easy for me to read. And then once that's done, it'll be ready to go out. So we have that coming up. And I do promise we will get back to Mary's Diaries. I know we have not been there in a long time. But I have felt so compelled to share just these different things with you. And I I feel in my heart that if I'm driven to share a certain message with you, that I should do that. So not to displace the diaries at all. They're actually very sacred. And um, I relish them. So I just didn't want you to think that I had forgotten or something happened. But they're still there and we will return to them probably soon. I actually thought I was going to do it for this one. I actually went and did some um, highlighting. That's usually what I do. I go in where we left off, highlight the new section. I do an approximate page number, highlight that section, and then get it ready and I was actually doing that in preparation for today and other things came up. I have to tell you um, a dream that I had. I don't know how many of you are dreamers but I happen to be a dreamer and I don't know, sometimes I don't remember exactly what I've told you guys because I've shared my story in different various locations so if I am telling you something you already know I apologize but I've always been a very vivid dreamer Um, and then when I met my soul catalyst that was our like primary communication besides in 3D we had quite a bit of communication in the 3D however when things were stormy and we didn't have that strong 3D connection. Our communication was by dreams. So when my soul catalyst passed away, um, well, before that, let's see, it was, I don't even remember what year it was, but there was a really tough situation that happened. And... Um, we had like a pretty hard falling out, which is really, really sad. It makes my heart hurt thinking about it. Um, 
But the dreams, like, just turned off like a tap. Like a major tap just shut completely off. And that probably went on for two years. And it was very strange for me because I've never had that experience of not dreaming. Like It used to be a nightly thing for me and I would wake up and remember vividly what the details were. So for me not to dream was very strange. So I went a couple years. I mean, I did have some dreams, but they're very limited and definitely zero, 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 zero dreams about my soul catalyst at the time. So I wasn't getting any incoming messages whatsoever. Um, so then, oh, probably a year before my soul catalyst died, I had a very vivid dream about him. And he came to me and told me that he wasn't well. And it was it was very detailed and specific. And from that point on until the day that he died... I dreamt, actually I dreamt one more dream about him after, um, after he passed, but basically I would, I started then, about a year ahead of time, I guess that must have been when he knew he was ill, and I just dreamt, uh, you know, it was like the floodgate turned back on, and I, I dreamt about my, my soul catalyst for, Oh, probably every couple weeks I would dream something, get a message. So that's kind of been my history. Um, dream, my dream state with my twin isn't as strong as it was with my soul catalyst. But I also feel like my twin has the ability to shut it off, which my soul catalyst also had that ability to like turn down the the pipeline in that sense and I don't know exactly how that happens but I do feel like there's something that stops my twin from having that connection we do like I do dream about my twin and I've had some really specific dreams, but it's not often. And I feel like when it does happen, it's only because somewhere his higher self has allowed it, or maybe something happens where he lets his guard down. I'm really not sure why. But anyway, that's kind of the history of my dreaming. So I wanted to tell you about a dream that I had. And it's actually not about my twin. It's actually about my soulmate. But I think after pondering it and talking to some soul sisters about it, I think I'm understanding it better. And I do have a dream dictionary. It's actually a dream dictionary by Mary Summer Rain. In case anyone's interested in looking at her dream dictionary, Mary Summer Rain was a woman who had the opportunity to learn from a Native American visionary named No Eyes. And you can look up her books if you've not had experience with her. 
the very first one I believe is called Spirit Song, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a long time since I've read it. But when I first read that book, I felt like I was coming home. So I do have Mary's Dream Dictionary, and the symbols that are used in there were given to her by No Eyes. So that's how that book came about. And this dream, so the symbols I'm using in this dream, when I do explain it to you, are coming from there. Like what I know about what I'm being taught is coming from there. And using that dream dictionary has been, it's been spot on, very spot on. So I do believe it's good for me. There may be other um, dream books or dream symbols that maybe are your, your dream symbols. You know what I mean? Like if you dream about a certain thing and you know that that stands for something, I believe that's possible. I don't think it's written in stone, but for me, the Merry Summer Rain one works great. Okay, so as I was pondering this dream, I, I think my soul sister and I hit the nail on the head that it was a message for me, but also a message for all of us, and I felt really compelled to share it with you guys. And my phone keeps shutting off, so hopefully this is just keeps on recording. So anyway, um, okay, this is what the dream was. My, it gives me the chills just when I think about talking about it, and here it is so late at night. I'm going to be climbing into bed soon, and this is probably a bad time to talk about it, <laughs> but here I am. Okay, so in my dream, I am fishing with my soulmate and I'm in a state of like happiness and contentment and like like we typically are when we go on an excursion we try to do excursions um adventures and dates by ourselves uh usually on a weekly basis I think it's really important so anyway, I was having a very good time enjoying this moment and he comes to the edge. Okay, so let me explain it to you a little bit first. So it's a lake of some sort. I can see trees all along the edges of the lake. I'm getting the chills so bad from this. And it's kind of like an overcast day. It's not a blue pretty day. It's, it's overcast. And the water that we are fishing in is like a murky brown water. You cannot see through it. Um, and what we're fishing from is a, like a concrete pier. When I first woke up, I really had to think about what we were on because I was trying to figure out an escape, which I'm getting to. But it was a concrete pier, and it was very, like, it was pretty far out there. It wasn't, like, just right next to the shore. I don't know exactly how far, but I don't know, 50 feet. I don't know. It was quite a way. So, oh, I've got the chills so bad, you guys. Okay. 
so we're standing and we've we've got the lines in the water and the the fishing poles are like sitting in something like a holder or some sort of stand so that we're not holding them we're just looking at them and my soulmate goes up to the edge of this pier and the water is like fairly close to the top of the pier it's it's not one of those piers where it's like a long way down it's it's right next to the water like a typical dock would be you know um and he's looking down he says hey like come over here look at this um I don't know exactly like what he was what I thought he was summoning me for but like maybe to like see a fish that had come up to the surface like or or whatever but I happily went over to look and and he's looking straight down like right at the edge and straight down so he backs up and he lets me go to stand where he was standing right at the edge looking straight down and I look straight down into the water and I just see brown murky water that's all I see and the next thing I know I feel my soulmate pushing up against me he wasn't pushing me but he was firmly against me so I couldn't move and I I just thought it was so odd so I turned around and well I I couldn't turn all the way around because of how he was positioned like it he was stopping me from moving and I I could really feel like that his body was against mine from my waist down like his legs were against my legs but I tried attempted to kind of like crane around a little bit and say what are you doing and I hear him say to me it's time for you to go to sleep and I was just I felt just sick like this person saying this to me was not my soulmate not it wasn't even his voice almost you know like it and he didn't really look 100% himself. And I didn't look 100% myself. So I almost at first wondered if we were living out somebody else's moment. Or a different lifetime or, or something like that. Um, but anyway, he... Um, he must have backed up or something because I was able to turn around and kind of look at him and I noticed, you know, that he didn't look completely like himself, but I still felt like that essence that that's who it was. Like, this is who this person was. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I'm saying to him. And he's like, you need to go. It's time for you to go to sleep. And he said it in this very menacing, dark voice it was so terrifying I don't think I've ever heard such coldness come from anybody um it was really terrifying and in my mind in the dream I was thinking how do I escape how do I do this how do I how do I move forward? How do I keep living? How do I choose that path of to 
to live. And I don't know why, but for some reason I knew I could not go back down that pier. There, it was impossible for me to do that. And I felt that the best way, well, first of all, what I thought he was going to do to me was to drown drown me, but I felt like maybe had the idea that he would use the fishing line to choke me and then dump me in the water. And I I just thought nobody's going to know, you know, nobody's going to know where I'm at. And I, this can't happen. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to live. I'm going to figure a way. So my best case scenario to me was to dive into the water and swim back to shore before he had a chance to make a decision about anything. So that's where I woke up at that point. So I did not look up all of the symbols. Um, I would be half tempted to go out and look at some. But the major ones that I do know, like the water is spiritual and it was murky and his words about going to sleep, I just think they were significant that what it came to is what I really feel hit the nail on the head was that it was some sort of dark entity and um, inhibiting this dream and giving me this message that it's time for me to go back to sleep. I need to go to sleep. I, I This entity does not want me awake. And the only way I'm going to survive is to jump in to this murky spiritual water that's not clear and unknown and kind of scary. But it's also my safety, if that makes sense. And I just thought it's such a powerful message for us as twins. And I think we need to think about too like who was the message from was from my soulmate like that's who I was with even though the dark entity took over that space I still think the soulmate stood for something so I feel like the soulmate part of it was the message of people outside of the twin flame relationship um, may request us not to continue on the path or and also the dark entities ask don't ask they tell us that we're not going to continue to be alive we're not going to continue to be in the light and they want us to go back to sleep and we can help we can save that moment. We can save ourselves by diving into waters, into spiritual waters that are dark and murky and we have no idea what's in there. But we know what's going to save us and we have to trust. So I really felt like that was the 
very, very strong message that I got from that. So I'm passing it on. So that's the message. Um, so yeah, that's the dream I had. And I felt a little compelled. I'm not going to talk too much. It's going to be a little bit shorter podcast, but I did want to talk a little bit about soulmates. I really wanted to talk about the the duality of love of a soulmate and the love of a twin. So unconditional love is unconditional. And I believe that it's so big that it can span anything. But I really feel that being stuck in this paradigm, in this 3D body that's so heavy and everything's weighing, you know, the world is just a heavy place. And it's the energy's slow here. So I feel like we aren't able to experience the openness of that true unconditional love completely. I think we get tastes of it. I think we do a good job striving for it because being celestial beings, we know what it used to be like. So we strive for that and I believe it. we're going to get better and better at it. But we mostly love at a lower level. I'm just, this is just coming off the top of my head. But I feel like we love at a lower level. And when you get down into the lower levels of this, this love that it feels different. Like it, it hasn't transcended into complete, utter, unconditional so because of that, there's like a division, a wall, and it creates this two-part love if you're experiencing a soulmate and a twin at the same time. So not all of us have that experience, but some of us have been given that card. Some of us have been given that paradigm that we have a soulmate and we have a twin flame. Or we know who our twin flame is, but we're trying to decide, am I ever going to have a soulmate? Or should I have a soulmate? Do I not engage in a soulmate? So we have the, anybody who is like shoved into that type of experience. There's It's like it's split. And you cannot... At least I cannot, and I don't believe that you guys could either compare those, the wall, like you could not merge those together and, and compare them. There's, it's really uncomparable. Um, I know for a fact when soulmates hear about what happens between twin flames that it sounds like a betrayal and how could you possibly love somebody else besides me with that amount of strength and power and compassion and everything? I mean, it's just so deep, but you can't even compare them. I mean, they're completely different animals. At least at this level, they're completely different animals. And I know that for a fact because I experienced that. If I could just 
take a minute to tell you what my soulmate means to me, my soulmate means. I cannot begin to explain it. My soulmate is here for me. My soulmate is comforting. My soulmate challenges me for something, so helps me to grow. My soulmate goes on adventures with me. My soulmate loves me. My soulmate gives me safety. There's so many things. So I'm looking at it from my eyes out. So to me, I feel all of these things. And it doesn't lessen what I feel for my twin in any aspect whatsoever. That feeling that I have for my soulmate does not change how I feel about my twin at all like not even an inkling it besides the guilt I mean I think the natural human response to having this dual situation is guilt for me but what I feel this incredible deep gratitude for my soulmate and don't forget I chose my soulmate you know, I in this lifetime I chose my soulmate, but my twin was already in the already there. The twin is always the essence and always is there. But I chose my soulmate to help me and be a part of this and to trust. So it's very complex. So let then you go to the twin side and you say, listen. The love that I have for my twin is humongous. And there's parts of me, I don't even know this person half the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I know the person better than I used to. But the 3D person that exists here I, is practically a stranger to me. And I know that's not for all of you. Not all of you are strangers to your twin. But for me, that's basically true. I know very little. I know enough, but considering like if you look at like I've known my soulmate for 30 years versus knowing that my twin exists for four years, well, not quite four years, but three and a half. So look at that expanse of time, even like that just in itself shows you that I probably know a million more things about my soulmate, but my soul has a bigger knowledge of my twin than anybody because as a twin, you're the same energy body. You're just two people. It's the energy body is split into two. So there's such a, a crazy aspect to it. So you see what I'm saying? So if my soulmate looks at how I would describe my feelings for my twin, like my heart is just pulled there. I can't help it. My soul just wants to be next to my twin. And it for me, at this second, it's just about the energy, like being in the same room, being able to look them in the eye, being able to hear their voice, whatever 
kind of connection there can be, it helps to fuel my own energy field. And so I desire it. I, I want it. My, my body wants it. My soul wants it. My heart wants it. And it's a, it's a completely different kind of love. It's like this love that you can't explain. It's, um, it's a situation you can't explain. I don't know. It's just so deep and vast. But the point is that it's your same energetic body. So, and if my soulmate looks at that description, my soulmate's going to go, what the f- actual effity F? Like, really? And if my twin sees me all, just say my twin listened and heard that description of how I feel about my soulmate, and my twin was awake enough to want to be with me, could you imagine how that would make my twin feel? That, well, obviously she doesn't need me because she's already enthralled with this other human being and I'm not needed. Obviously she has everything she absolutely has ever wanted and has ever needed. So you see how that the dual forces happen and so living like that is difficult you guys like living in both spaces at the same time is completely can be completely difficult but it's not impossible I'm I am a person who can attest to it I live it I currently live this way this is how I live in two it's almost like having two separate worlds So then I'm really going to spin you and I want you to turn that whole picture that I just told you about because when I tell you about my soulmate and how amazing he is and I tell you about my twin and how amazing he is and then spin it around and imagine it's your twin saying it and your twin says, I have the soulmate in my life who's so incredibly amazing And they give me comfort and love and they challenge me and they go on adventures with me and they give me safety and they're teaching me and they're letting me practice patience and they're showing me lessons that I can use to eventually make my twin flame relationship better. But you see, like if you're looking at them and they're saying these things about somebody else, you're the twin, and they're saying it about their soulmate, it hurts. Because just like how I explained earlier, that if my twin heard how I explained my soulmate, he would probably feel hurt or like not needed, not wanted, not valued. Like there's competition. Why bother? This is ridiculous. You So you see what I'm saying? So when you look into the window and you see your twin and your soul, your twin soulmate and you experience the, the hurt, you know, just, just remember it's such a dual experience. 
we cannot even begin to compare them. They can absolutely have that soulmate experience without causing any, I shouldn't say causing any harm, without impeding on your twin flame relationship. And I know that sounds crazy, but if not just with actions, because obviously actions are different, we haven't gotten that far. But if we just talk about the feeling, see how it doesn't shift the feeling at all? Like what I experience with my soulmate is completely different than what I experience with my twin. I can't even begin to tell you how I feel about my twin. And if my soulmate heard how I felt about my twin, he would also be hurt. Because that's where we're at. We're just in this lower place where we can't raise up fully into an unconditional, no-walled love. We do remember it, but we, as humans, that is the goal, is to get there, is to practice and, and do our best. So I just wanted to really, like, shed some light on these dual relationships. And what do we do? I mean, there's a lot of people, experts, I don't really know if they're experts, but there's a lot of twin, twins who've already experienced it, or teachers, or whatever, that may say, you know, just let your soulmate go. Let that significant other go because it's slowing you down. Sometimes that's true. But like I had said in way earlier podcasts, we haven't talked about this for a while, but I really feel like soulmates are going to become a part of the plan. Do I think it's a coincidence that my soulmate asked me hundreds of times to come and meet my twin before I actually met my twin? It is not a coincidence. I truly believe that I'm on this path to see that potential. And that might not be a good choice for everybody. I didn't know that was even going to be a choice for me. I could not see that happening at all okay um and I don't have a clue what it's going to look like I really have no clue it could all blow up in my face and and go completely different from what is happening right at this moment but at this point in time my soulmate and I are walking on the same path by choice we're both willingly on the same path and, um, I mean, of course, he has his own individual things, and I have my own individual things, but we're both aware of my road, and he's willing to continue in the same direction um, and be a part of the journey at this point. And I, I truly believe deep in my heart that we can transcend, we can become high enough into that unconditional love that 
we can drop those walls and drop the barriers and stop putting stipulations on how things need to look or be because it's a societal norm and that eventually we can stop taking offense to somebody having deep feelings for more than one person that sounds terrible in a way if you know what I mean like you hear that and you're like oh well what are you suggesting that we have multiple spouses I I don't know I mean some people are into that but I don't really know what that means I don't know what the picture looks like in the end but I do know that that is the goal I know the goal is absolute unadulterated unconditional love that has no conditions eventually that is where it's going to be and we're going to aim for it we're going to lift people up in conscience and we're going to bring it about that you know that's part of our our bigger purpose here is to continue to love despite things that seem impossible like you know, the the big age difference or the two completely separate worlds or two opposing religions or, um, you know, being in a family that thinks that same-sex relationships are taboo or... Whatever the case may be, whatever it is, we're going to transcend it. And we're, we're just going to experience that. And it, it's hard, you know, to be the ones to stand up and say that we can do this and not to back down. I know it's very, like... That's where I feel I'm at right now is I'm slowly gaining ground under my feet. Like I, I feel like I'm getting grounded with who I am. And if I were to be confronted about what I am, who I am, that I would have the ability to say, well, this is just who I am. And if you don't understand me or you don't like me, you don't have to be near me. And also not letting people in your space that are going to bring you down. So I think that's going to happen for all of us, that we're going to get stronger and stronger. I feel like as a community, we are getting so much more power, you guys. I don't know like how many of you have joined into listening or like what your guys' thoughts are or like collectively there's something happening I can feel it when you think about like a month ago when I just felt like I kept being attacked and attacked and attacked I mean they're still there don't get me wrong but I literally every day now I can just feel the power just like rising up and I can feel my feet just solidly on the ground like this is it we've got this like I'm not just going to get blown over by this little gust of wind that comes along in the storm. I'm actually going to be able to weather it. And I'm going to be able to stand there and say, no, this is who we are. And 
even if my twin isn't here yet to stand up with me, I'm still going to stand up. I'm not going to stop fighting for us. I'm going to be that love warrior and I'm going to believe. And I'm still going to believe in my soulmate and I'm still going to appreciate and love. I'm, I'm just going to love. I'm just going to let it pour out. Every pore of my body is going to be love. I will give and give and give and give because and not in a way that is going to take away from myself but when you give love it just creates more love it's an abundant thing it's like lighting a candle you one candle lights another candle lights another candle lights another candle the candle doesn't go out just because you're lighting other candles you just make more flames and pretty soon everything's bright. So I just really feel strongly that things are really gaining ground. It just gives me the chills. I've just got so much chills tonight talking about the message and now talking about this rising up of this power. I I just so incredible. I don't know how to explain it. And I think a huge thing is like there's been a couple of people that have been really intimate and and sharing that some some information that isn't on the podcast and that's totally okay because it still gives us a boost of power even if we're not hearing what they're saying I'm hearing it and I'm bringing it to you energetically and they anyway these couple people have been sharing intimately about their path and their story especially one in particular that um, a really good friend that has it's been incredible and it's just so powerful I just I can't even tell you guys and then like this next story that we're gonna do I just feel like every time there's a story added <coughs> Excuse me, my throat is getting itchy from being so enthusiastic. But I feel like every time we add a story and we hear another story and somebody else hears that story and it spreads and that twin hears the story and this twin hears the story and that twin hears the story and it goes on and on and on that we're just building this energetic wave of knowing we're strong, we're warriors and we can do this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. So I am going to close with that because I'm just getting so enthusiastic. I'm drying my throat right out and I'm going to start having a coughing attack in a second if I don't quit. So I am just going to leave it there and encourage you all to just believe in yourself. Even if you cannot say it openly to somebody else because I understand it's about safety, it's about preservation, it's about protecting ourselves. You have to do you. But I do want you to believe in yourself. If that's the only place that you can stand firm is in your heart, that's where you stand firm. If you don't have the ability to be open and share about it, you can still stand firm in your own heart.
<coughs> All right. Everybody have an amazing night. And I'll see you next week. Namaste, everyone. <coughs> <coughs>